What do you do when you're down and out? You feel like the last thing you want to do is stay on top of the errands, return the phone calls, fold the piles of laundry, write the emails you've been putting off, work on your taxes, or even just go through the mail. Well, stay tuned because today I'm going through three simple steps to take when you've lost your mojo. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, my lovelies. I'm Ruthie Parikh, your productivity bestie for your career, home, and life. I believe if women learn strategies to avoid reactiveness throughout the day and burnout in careers, we can get anything we want and everything we deserve. I think maybe five episodes ago, I stopped saying we're in the pandemic as if it was just this like short period of time. Um, and I kept mentioning it thinking like, Oh, if you're listening to this in the future, we're in this little bubble of the pandemic because now I think we all know we're in here for a long haul. So I don't keep mentioning it. However, today I'm bringing it up again because it has really added to the challenge and the topic that I'm addressing today, which is what to do when you you've lost your mojo. When you're just kind of feeling down, you're like, I just want to stay in bed all day. I have so much to do, but I don't feel like doing anything. I want to curl up on the couch and watch Netflix all day. And I know they always say, I want to just, I just want to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. I don't even know what bonbons are, but I just feel like I should say it now. Yes, I just want to sit down and eat bonbons, <laughs> which this definitely happens to me, right? From time to time in normal everyday world, but it's definitely exacerbated through this uncertainty that we're going through. There's lots of fear. It's so surreal. We're also in the midst of so much social injustice and uprisings and God willing, some great social changes. But in that interim, there's so much uncertainty in our relationships, the way we treat one another, and not to mention, you know, our jobs and revenue and paychecks are still at risk. We're worried about health and life and kids and education. So it's like all of our emotions are on hyper drive right now. It's strange and overwhelming and confusing all at the same time, which is why I'm feeling like I need to shut down more often than I usually do, or like I'm on an even more of an emotional roller coaster than I usually am, which is really bad news for my husband and my boys, let me tell you, because I do not need mama to be even more cray cray than usual. But here I am. And since we're all going through different pieces of this in our own way, but at the same time, I thought you might be feeling this way too. So what do you do when you're down and out, when you feel like the last thing I want to do is stay on top of the errands or return those phone calls or follow up with my insurance or fold the piles of laundry or write the emails you've been putting off or work on my taxes or just even go through the mail? Like, what do you do when you've lost your mojo? 
So luckily you're hearing from an expert on this because I have a lot of experience with this issue, probably more than I'd like to admit. I, I think that there is probably a misconception that I'm always motivated or I'm always inspired because my official title is productivity coach and strategist. But I'm not going to lie, I do get a lot of good productive things done, but I am human too, and I have the same struggles as everyone else, and I have days when I'm like, oh, dang, I cannot do this today. So let's start with this. I'm going to give you actually three really simple steps to take when you're feeling this way, and um, I hope you're really going to enjoy them. These are things I do personally. They've made a huge impact on my life, on my lifestyle, on my career, on my family and relationships. And I go through this with a lot of my clients. I know it's really impacted them too. So I hope you find these really helpful and powerful today. So let's start with number one. And the first thing I'm going to start off with is to simply give yourself some grace. Like, you don't have to be wide-eyed and bushy-tailed every single moment of every single day. It is not natural, and it's detrimental because as human beings, we need some downtime or we're going to burn out and be really resentful. So especially in times like these, and it's like I said, it's probably here for quite a bit, for quite a while, give yourself permission to relax, to sign off to unwind, to disconnect, and permission to say, oh, that can wait. I mean, the whole world will not fall apart. It will be okay. Now, listen, I'm not saying become a slug for weeks on end, but be kind to yourself. Sister, please be kind to yourself. Acknowledge that there's a lot of shizzle going on right now, and you have earned and you have deserved a break. Okay, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to shut down. It's okay to just step away, knowing that ultimately this is going to help you and your family and your colleagues because you're going to come out on the other side of that as a better version of yourself. However, if this goes on for days and days and you're just like, I cannot get my mojo back even after I've taken that well-deserved break, I've taken care of myself, I've done the self-care, then here's what I recommend. Number two, focus on what's in your control, not what's out of your control. Now, I know you have heard this before. We've all heard it a hundred times, but when the shizzle does hit the fan, it's really easy to forget this completely and fall into thinking about and stressing over everything we cannot control. Like, for me... When the pandemic hit and the shutdown really happened, I lost a bunch of clients and work and revenue. So I had some clients that were furloughed. So we just temporarily put things on hold with our one-on-one coaching. I had speaking events that were indefinitely postponed. Like they didn't even know if it was going to happen this quarter, next quarter, maybe even this year. Some gigs were completely canceled. So I was in this total fear and it felt like my entire business was unraveling and it was definitely one of those times like I shut down. I sort of just didn't know what to do because it just felt like everything was crumbling at one time. And of course, even though I know I'm supposed to focus on what's in my control, all I could focus on was the stuff that I could not control, like these clients, like these events, like what was going on in their worlds, like the pandemic, like the fear, you know, all the stuff that it, it was just going to happen. There was nothing that was going to change as a result of me like freaking out about it. 
Okay. What I could control, however, was what I was allowing to put into my own head, right? This was a time when I kind of got over that, that I just jumped in full steam into my self-development books, into my self-development you know, podcast, into my personal growth, really started doing some more meditative work, some journaling. So those are the types of things I could control, what I was actually putting into my mind. I could also control what I was putting into my mouth, right? In the beginning, I was eating like a crazy person and just eating tons of sweets and garbage. So of course, this was only adding to not feeling great and feeling like a slug and like everything just sucked. And so I was like, wait, I can control. I can eat better. I can go back to, you know, having green, like green shake in the morning. I can go back to my green teas. I can go back to the things I know that make me really feel good on the inside, which makes me feel really great on the outside. I could control going for walks, just getting fresh air, just putting on great music and walking so I could just kind of step away from it and also get exercise in. I could control reaching out to my clients to make sure they were okay. I am an empathetic person. I actually really do care greatly about what was going on with them and how they were feeling and how they were managing and if they were okay and how they were feeling. So I could control that. I could be a support for them. I could be a friend to them. Um, you know, I could be a resource for them. I could control my marketing and the way I was showing up, like my podcast and the energy I put into them, the time I spend on them, the blogs that I write. I started reaching out to other resources in our community, like other online blogs and the newspapers and national coverage so that I could really share my expertise that could help other people through this time in terms of how to deal with this trust and how to use their time better and how to prioritize in a time when everything feels like it's falling apart, right? There was a lot of things that were in my control. And so that is really what I finally ended up focusing on. So other times we tend to focus on what's not in our control is maybe like when we're in the middle of a bad breakup, right? Or maybe you have a really crappy boss or a client that is sucking the soul out of you. All you can really think about at that time is how much you can't stand them or how unhappy they make you or why you had to get stuck in this situation or why do you feel so heartbroken, you know? And of course, all of this drains your motivation and your inspiration to do the meaningful and rewarding and productive things in your life. And by the way, none of those people or situations are in your control. You can't change them, but that's often where your mind and your thoughts and your behavior even goes. It's like, that's what we're thinking about. So instead, focus on what you can impact or change, like how you're going to react or the distance you'll keep maybe from that person or how you might limit your interaction or maybe that you'll work on your resume and start looking for another job if you're in that bad job situation or other ways that you'll find to have positive and creative outlets. Maybe you will also focus on service or just how you can be a better friend to someone. There are so many next steps that we can always take that are in our control if, if we just take the time to think about them. So I found a really simple way to do this. This is an exercise I love to do with my clients, but it's simply to make a list. A list. I was like two, have a, get a piece of paper, draw a line vertically down in the middle. So you have two columns, two sides of your paper and make a list. And on the left side, say, you know, what are the things that are in my control? And then what are the things on the right side that are out of my control? And 
or actually you might want to start with the out of your control first. So that's that person, that climate, that client, that expectation that, you know, you can write all those things down. And now it's like, well, what's in my control? This is such a great little journaling exercise is actually this whole idea, by the way, of just like writing lists and going, you know, spending the time to really put down your thoughts like this is something I learned from my husband. This is a total side note, but it's the cutest thing ever. When we were dating, we had a very, very, very short courtship. Uh, We were engaged very quickly like as in within two months of dating. And I remember just several weeks because, you know, we didn't have that much time. I don't even know, maybe three or four weeks into our dating, he showed me this list and it was like the pros and cons of us being together for the rest of our life and like getting married. And I was like, what? Because at this point, I mean, we're just four weeks in. I did. I, I know most women would have run the other way, but the way he approached it and the way he wrote it was so sweet. And I, I was just falling in love with him. And anyway, it turns out he proposed a month later. Okay, I'm totally off on a tangent. But my point is, since then, I have loved this idea of making these lists, whether they're pro-con lists, or in this case, what's in my control, out of my control, with the two columns. It just gives you so much clarity on you know what are the next steps? Where should you be putting your focus? What's most important? It's amazing how this one little exercise is so powerful. All right, so again, went off on that tangent, but that's a great thing to do. Hey girlfriend, I'm interrupting for just a minute to tell you about a very cool opportunity. If you like what you've been hearing or maybe you've been on my mailing list or familiar with my blog or you've heard me speak or read my book, however you know me and you like my style and I provided a lot of value and insight for you, then I would love to invite you for a free coaching session with me. If you're feeling overwhelmed or exhausted or scattered, let's have a live complimentary session together. So here's how it works. You fill out a form to answer a few questions about your challenges. And if you're selected, we'll have a live on-air coaching call where I'll guide you, offer you recommendations and strategies to solve your burning issues. I know whatever issues you're having, you're not alone. There are other amazing women out there with the same challenges. And I can't think of a better way for them or you to get real life practical answers than in a real life situation like this. So if it's something you'd like to be a part of, please come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coach me. Again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash coach me. Now onto the third step to take when you've lost your mojo. Okay, let's move on to Step number three. Now, I don't know where I heard this one. This could have been from Tony Robbins or it could have been Mel Robbins. I don't know. But I have heard this from somebody that I love and follow. And it's something that's just really stuck with me. And it's about what to do when you're feeling down, when you feel like you've lost your mojo. There's one very powerful question to ask yourself. And it's not, what's wrong with me? Or why am I so ungrateful? Or how can I do better? It's not any of those self-berating questions. It's what's missing. That's it. Just what's missing. It's just such a more positive question. It's not self-deprecating. And it actually unknowingly inserts creativity into your brain, which right there might start igniting your mojo again. So when I'm down and I'm not in alignment with how I typically show up and how I know I can operate, I just think, what's missing? What's missing in my life right now that would give me better results? So I'll give you some really specific and obviously really personal examples since I, like I mentioned, I've been dealing with this a lot over the last few months. 
So sometimes I might just be feeling down in my relationship with my hubby. We might be like a little bit of a slump in the sense like we're not fighting, but I don't feel like there's a lot of energy or a ton of affection or emotion. And I know in the past I would fall into this blame game on him. Like I would start blaming him in my mind, even if I wasn't saying it out loud, like he's too focused on his work or he's not focused enough on me or, you know, he's not paying me enough attention. But now the question I ask myself is, what's missing? What's missing that would add that spark back in? And I can go make my list, right? I can make the list of things that I can do that's in my control or out of my control, but also answer the question, what's missing? So his attention is not in my control, right? That's up to him. But something that might connect the two of us or is a little bit romantic or might like spark that energy again or spark a conversation that's really fun and meaningful, those are the types of things I want to think about. Like, what can I do to help get that back in place? So I think of what's missing when, I, when I'm when i thinking about that. And it helps me come up with some creative ideas. Like, maybe I'm just going to start, or I suggest we start taking walks every evening, just the two of us, and leave our phones at home. Or maybe we watch a movie on Friday nights together. Or even if the boys are watching with us, the four of us are on the couch, maybe I'm just going to make sure I cuddle up with my hubby and have my arms wrapped around him when we're doing that. Or why don't we just use the china and light the candles for the two of us over a takeout Chinese instead of waiting for that like perfect moment, right? There are so many things that I can do. It's like what's missing that will add that spark back in. Other examples, let's say you had a bad breakup. You're like, what's missing to help you deal with it? Is it a girl's night out? Or I guess in these cases right now, like this time, like girl's night in these days. Or maybe it's just like exercising every day so you feel really good and hot and you feel great about yourself. Or maybe you're journaling so you can get your frustrations and your anger out one time a day instead of lingering this anger all throughout the day trying to avoid it, right? So what's missing? That's the question you want to ask yourself. Now I'm going to give you an example about work. So I think about work and I'm not really feeling in the groove. Um, this actually just happened to me last week. Um, so I mentioned that when the pandemic started and things really shut down, I was freaking out about business. A lot of clients were furloughed or kind of unexpected or didn't know when our next steps would be, when the events would pick up again. But now we're several months into it. So things have really turned back around recently. Um, you know, a lot of my clients are back on board. I'm speaking at events again and things are, I think everyone's just kind of figuring out how to navigate this new normal. But then last week I had a cancellation and something really big that I thought was going to go through and it didn't. And so then I just kind of hit a nerve and it had a couple days where I totally lost my mojo again. I was kind of feeling depressed. And by the third day in this, I was like, all right, all right, I have I have spent two days already mulling over this, and I can't keep this up. This is this is silly. This is ridiculous. So, what's missing? What am I going to add in to make me feel better and more motivated and more inspired? And for me, in my situation, I know that whenever I connect with more people personally, I feel better. I feel more valued. So I got on like Facebook Live and Instagram Live after a couple of months. I haven't done this and started recording videos. So I have been connecting with more people and kind of sharing my message. I've been jamming on creating my podcasts and blogs. I mentioned I'm pretty far ahead, or maybe I mentioned that in my last episode. I'm pretty far ahead right now because it's just a way for me to be of service and to share my message. 
I've been reaching out to past clients to see if I can help them in any way. I know for me, I need to be of service. I need to feel valued to get me out of my funk. And so that was what was missing for me. I also know that self-care is really important to me. And that started lacking during this time when I was in that funk, right? So it's no surprise that I didn't meditate for those days or I didn't journal or I skipped my walk for a few days in there because it was just so hot outside or some excuse that I made up, right? But all of that really added to me feeling down. So again, it just came back to thinking what's missing and I started getting back on those things that I know that are really helpful, that are gonna ignite me, that make me feel better And lo and behold, right, things started, I started getting out of that funk and operating closer to the level that I know I'm capable of. Another thing I discovered recently, and this was a really big aha for me, is that my business started feeling a little boring. Now, this was more like over the last few months, um, but it just kind of felt like, it's just kind of going through the motions. Like I'm doing the things over and over. I'm getting good at, you know, I have certain like almost rituals that I do in my business and it just was like feeling like it wasn't a lot of challenge or that exciting anymore. And one of the things that I really pride myself on is one of my core values to my business is fun. <laughs> so some of my core values, other ones are transparency and simplicity, but fun is a big one. And I realized I just kind of lost that lately. So back in my home organization days, I used to make these really funny organization videos. Like I literally have about 300 of them up on YouTube still. It's been several years that I've done that, but they were, they were really funny. And that was one way that I really got fun into my business. I was like, gosh, what's missing? What's missing that's fun? And how can I get some fun back? I'm not going back to those videos, but what can I do? And I brainstormed some really simple things I could do to add the fun back in my biz. And they're really small, but they've made a big difference for me. So for example, in my online program, Life is Organized, I added in all these gifts, like these funny gifts, um, which are those animated pictures, like on every lesson on the module. So if you are in my course, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And this is actually only added in a few months ago. So I was like, I just need something fun and like fun loving. Okay. And I've also went back and added them into my emails. I've been doing that more. And I started spending a lot of like time, like, you know, having fun with them and putting in these fun gifts that make people laugh. I get comments on these now all the time. Like, I love that one. I also added a really funny story and a photo of my husband and I that related to a point that I've been, that I make in one of my keynotes that I do. And, um, I've added that into my recent speaking engagements. So it's just, it's, it get a great laugh from it every time. It like makes me chuckle every time I tell the story and I show these pictures. So I've added that in. So basically the point is, I'm like, how I figured out what was missing. One thing on that. Part, you know, challenge that I was having that was kind of losing my mojo just about like that part of my business was I needed to add in fun and I was brainstorming ways to do that. Another thing I realized kind of along the same notion, I think of fun, but not really with business, but just sort of more at home. Again, I think we're just getting rote. We're just going through the motions every day was I used to play music a lot more in the house. Like I throw on eighties and nineties music loud while making dinner. I'd be dancing around like a crazy person. And, um, I think like since everyone's been working at home and going to school at home for these last few months, I kind of stopped doing that. You know, I don't want to interrupt anybody. Well, now that we're on summer break, I'm back on it because it feels great. It's fun. They can hear my music jamming. My kids are back to rolling their eyes at me. It's wonderful. So that was another thing that was simply missing. 
So lo and behold, no surprise, I have my mojo back in my work and in my home life. So it's amazing how these little changes can add so much inspiration to your day and get you out of a funk or like a really low vibrational energetic period that you're in. And it all stems from the one question, what is missing? So there you have it. Three steps to take when you've lost your mojo. Number one, give yourself grace, woman. Number two, focus on what's in your control and not what's out of your control. Go ahead and make that list. And finally, ask yourself what's missing. Alrighty, I want to make your time 100% worth it. And in order to do that, I will always encourage you to take one small action every week. So today's action is to answer the question about what's missing. So if you're in a funk right now, this should be really easy for you because you can identify that pretty quickly, right? But if you're not, you know you will be in one sooner or later. So make your list anyway. Answer this question. You can even say like, what makes me feel really good? And I guarantee you that's the stuff that's going to be missing later on when you're in that funk. It might be exercise, might be connection, might be eating healthy, reading People magazine, dancing or singing like no one is watching or talking to your grandma. Whatever it is, Get it on paper so you have that cheat sheet, that that you know piece of inspiration that you can pull out when you're in your funk. As always, thank you so much for your time and loving vibes and positive energy. Know that I am sending them right back your way. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing, you want some more free and awesome goodies, you're going to love to get your hands on my free resource, 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks, H-A-C-K-S, and you can grab your goodie there. And one last friendly reminder to please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Just go on over to the little subscribe button, click on it. And if you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from it, share it with them. And if you're feeling extra generous today, please leave me a five-star review because that's what really helps get me seen and reach other amazing women all around the globe. Here's to getting more of the right things done. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.